Hi, we're Donnie and Chelsea. We're best friends, mortal enemies, and the hosts of I Am The Cute One. On our show, we'll chat movies, gossip about pop culture and current events, but mostly we'll overshare, trauma dump, and embarrass ourselves publicly. After all, we're millennials, so we've been living and laughing and loving through unprecedented events every few years our entire lives. So if talking is your love language, subscribe to I Am The Cute One. You know, usually when I have a scripted episode, it's usually about the Marvel show or Marvel movie that just came out or is premiering week to week, whatever the case is. But we don't have that right now. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania or Ant-Man 3 doesn't come out for a few more weeks. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, of course, isn't coming out until Black History Month on Disney+. Plus. And don't ask me why. You know why. <laughs> And I, you know what, there's still so much scripted TV and movies that I'm loving right now that I still need to just get on here and talk about them, okay? I saw a movie over the weekend that, listen, I don't know if it was the, the daiquiri that I was drinking during the movie or what it was, but I was getting my whole life, okay? And don't even talk to me about Sunday night, because Sunday night... I haven't enjoyed, well, let me not lie. I was about to say I haven't enjoyed an HBO premiere in a while, but literally everything that HBO drops is gold. But we're going to talk about that in a minute, okay? I'll follow Pedro Pascal to hell, okay? Y'all know this about me. It's your new episode of Reality in Comics 2. Let's do it. right you're listening to reality and comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted tv and film i'm kendrick but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek you want some hot takes about the real housewives or love island or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the marvel cinematic universe or hbo's white lotus or euphoria well you're in the right place grab a cocktail sit back and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me Hello, everybody. Boy, am I happy to be back. You know, I talk about reality TV so much that I'm always, I love doing the scripted episodes because they're so, I watch more scripted than I do reality. Well, no, it's probably a balance. (laughs) I just realized I watch a lot of reality TV, but I watch a lot of scripted stuff too. I love the scripted stuff. Listen, if I'm not watching Hulu, Netflix, HBO, which you know is my favorite, Disney Plus, I'm, I'm going to find me some shit somewhere. Ch- look, I might even be down to Tubi, okay? T-U-B-I, watching me a good free movie, okay? Now, they put a thousand ads in between, but, you know, if you if you make it through there, shit, Peacock, Paramount Plus, you know, all these damn streamers we paying for. I think I pay at least $200 a month in these damn streamers, but, well, I steal some of them, but that's Okay. You know, that's the story for another day. As long as they don't find out, you know, I got the password. It's it's all right. I hope y'all can't hear socks snoring in the background. Socks sounds like a goddamn locomotive, but we just going to keep the show going. She Socks acts like she works a goddamn nine to five every damn day and don't do shit. The most, you know what, I was about to read socks. I'm not going to do that. Anyway, I want to come and talk to you guys about two things in particular. The first one, let me kind of tell you about my weekend. So me, you know, I, I love like little family dates. So like me, my mom and my sister, we all got together 
we went, uh, what did we eat for? No, we, we ate after. But, you know, we got to the movie theater. You know, movie theater, child. Now, yeah, three people just get the tickets. That's $60 right there. So, paid the little $60. Was mad as hell about it, but it's okay. Well, first of all, my movie theater only does assigned seating. I, I feel like most probably do that now. I don't know. But that one has assigned seating now. And so... When you go up to the, I normally I buy them ahead of time. This time I wanted to pay in cash because I actually had cash on me, which I I never have cash on me, but I had cash. So I'm like, you know what? I'm spending this damn cash. So I got to the register. She's like, okay, pick your seats out. I'm like, child, okay. Luckily, there were three seats in the very back of the theater all together. I said, okay, yes, we got some seats. I clicked those three. Got up there. Just remember that for later. Got those three seats. Walked over. They didn't want no popcorn or nothing because we were going to eat afterwards. So they were like, no, we good. But my wine has like a full service bar. Child, me and my sister went over there. She got her a, mar- a little piece of margarita. I got me a little piece of daiquiri. You know, it's, it, the, the, the things is going, okay? You know, the bartender, he know me because I be there every day. And wait, look, you know, I love me a good movie, okay? He knows me. So he pulled a little, he a little heavy-handed when he pulled my drinks, okay? A little heavy-handed. And I like that about him, okay? That's why I tips him because he a little, you know, the head. Oops, you know, ah, and he pulled a little more from me. I'm like, okay, this this movie gonna be good as hell now. So we got our stuff, went to the theater, went to our assigned seats. Of course, there's two people across these three seats. One on the, the far right. In the middle is apparently the purse chair. So both of their purses there. And then another girl on the end. So I go to him, I said, Oh, I'm sorry, I think you, you know, I and I felt like such a Karen, because I'm like, you know what? Who the hell says you in my seat? But they assigned. So, like, I had to sit in my seat because the theater, I think, was full. So, somebody else is going to come and get in the seats that we sat in. So, it was going to be weird. So, I was like, okay, you're in our seats. You know, sorry. Oh, gosh. My sister had no idea that these were assigned seats, though. So, once she saw these people in our seats, she walked to another section. She's like, oh, here's three seats right here. Just come over here. And so, I'm like, you know what? Y'all just stay here. I don't know how this is about to work out. We got to get to fighting with somebody. I know we, this Memphis... We'll get to jacking at some point in this damn movie theater. It's okay. So we we, I, we go and sit down. They sit there because they, you know, the seats recline. So they sat there. They acting like it's taking forever for them to unrecline the damn seat. So I'm like, you know what? Just just, just stay there, girl. Shit. You won't go damn move. No way. So we got down there, sat in our seats. Those two people, it's, you know what? It was almost like, you know how in Marvel, you can branch a timeline and you know, you're not supposed to do that or the TVA will be on your ass. That's what it felt like. Those two people not sitting in their seats caused the whole ripple effect because we were in somebody else's seat. So them other people was like, you know what? No, we'll just sit here. They was in somebody else's seats. One, let me tell you something. This man came with his two daughters. This man was the size of who, who's a big motherfucker. This man was the size of big Shirley from Martin. Okay. He got up there. He was in them down his daughter's seats. He said, uh-uh, let me see your tickets, sir. The the people, they like, wait, what? He's like, no, let me see your, let me see your tickets. I know these are seats. Let me see them. He looked at them people's tickets. Uh-uh, you way up there. He walked the two damn people up to their seats. I said, I know you lying. I did listen. Was I going to say something to him? Hell no, nah, that big bitch was going to whoop my ass, so I didn't say nothing. He walked them people up there. Left his daughters down here. He was like, y'all sit down. Did they move? Hell no. They know the fuck better. So they sat down in their seats. 
I, we was we try not to make contact. We like, you know what? Let me. Mm-mm. God, God paid it all. He got it. So we just looking off, just hoping, you know, everything okay. Caused the whole ripple effect in the damn movie theater. All of that to say, we went to see Megan. <laughs> you didn't need to know any of that to know that we went to see Megan. But we went to see Megan. Megan, Megan, Megan. So let me let me kind of tell you why. I was determined to see this movie in theaters. I was very interested about the marketing of this movie because I feel like, you know how songs have made this weird trend now where you almost, you know, if you're signed to a label, you almost can't release a song unless it's, it has the potential to go viral on TikTok. I feel like Megan is about to usher in a certain genre of campy movie. Not everything. Like, you know, Spielberg is going to do it. You know, Tarantino, like all the, the people aren't going to do that, but there are going to be certain like campy movies that like, you know, we just love to see. I feel like this is going to usher in that kind of movie because I had never seen a movie release the trailer. What? Three months before three, four months before it came out and go viral that fast. And I, so I was, I was genuinely curious. I'm like, okay, I wonder how this movie's going to do opening weekend. Opening weekend came because you know I saw it the second weekend it came out, not opening weekend. And it almost, you know, it it rivaled Avatar at the theater. Like Avatar made, I think, forty million at opening weekend. Megan made thirty million, like thirty one million, I think. So like that's a huge, well, you know, that's a success before the pandemic. So you know it's a success nowadays. Like cut up Megan, okay? So. I was like, okay, so the little strategy worked. Like, they had everything from, you know, the dancing and the trailer. So, you knew you knew what you were going to get ahead of time. Like, you weren't going to this movie expecting, like, what's it, like, Psycho. Like, a, a serious, you know, for real horror movie. No. If you were going to see Megan, you were expecting camp. You were expecting zhuzh. You were expecting comedy. You were expecting horror elements. What I wasn't expecting was the actual, like, amazing acting in this movie. Like, the daughter who was, well, I won't tell y'all, I won't ruin it for you because I want you to go and see it so we can talk about it, okay? But the girl who, like, is Megan's, you know, homie in the, <laughs> homie in the movie, she is a fantastic actress. Uh, oh, gosh. The, the main girl who I know from stuff, she's, like, the one that plays the, the auntie and all that kind of stuff and things and such. You know, she, she's amazing. Uh, just all the way around, great cast. The guy from Shang-Chi, and I'm sure he's from other stuff, but that's what I immediately recognize him from because, of course, I'm a Marvel super fan. So, like, immediately I was like, oh, that's the guy that said, I speak ABC from Marvel. Y'all know who I'm talking about when they went looking for uh, Shang-Chi's sister. Um, Megan is great. I recommend everybody see it. I loved it because, well, first of all, okay, I'm not going to lie. We had already been drinking a little bit before we got there. But then those strong-ass daiquiris and margaritas, we'd already drank half of them before the movie started. When I, If you see this movie a little bit tipsy or a little bit intoxicated, Megan is still, regardless, some funny-ass shit. Because you really never know what's going to happen or what the girl going to do. But it's truly kind of fucking hilarious. And the most random stuff cracks me up. Because there was a point where... I'll ruin one part, but it's not really ruining anything. There was a part... Well, she's trying to cheer the little girl up. And for some odd reason, she starts singing Titanium. 
the theater was cracking the fuck up. I don't know if we were all on the same level of drunk, but me and my sister in particular were holding our stomachs. And then we started singing with her. Like, why? my mom was like, what fucking song is this? Like, my mom wouldn't recognize it unless it was, you know, the OJs or, <laughs> you know, we like the blues around here, okay? Unless it was uh, Nelly Tiger Travis or, you know, somebody like that. You know, she she probably wouldn't, uh, you know, recognize it in the theater. And that's okay. But, you know, we got to, we, we were titanium down, okay? We were titanium boots, not titanium from She-Hulk, okay? We was titanium down in there. That movie, I really recommend everybody see it because if you don't see it in theaters, make sure you see it when it comes to streaming. I'm sure one of these, uh, you know, if, if they're smart, one of these streamers will pick it up because that's going to be an easy, like, number one on the charts. Like, if it's picked up by Netflix, easily number one when it comes out. I doubt Netflix will get it because I don't think Netflix gets many, like, new movies that come out. They do so much original content now. And then cancel it, black asses. Uh, they do so much original content that I don't really associate them a lot with like brand new movies coming to their service. I associate them more with like Paramount Plus, Peacock, uh, you know, a little piece of HBO Max, you know, one of them. It'll probably go to one of those guys. And when it does, I need you to watch it, okay? The reason I think this movie worked so well is because one, I went into it knowing exactly what to expect out of it. I was not expecting, and we got some serious parts because at the core of this movie, they really do deal with like some real world issues. You know, you, you got to deal with loss. You got to deal with like uh, uh, grieving after you've lost someone. So you got to like kind of uh, refocus your mental state. Then you get attached to certain things. Like it's a, it deals with some like real shit. So, it, it really does, but it does it in the absolute dumbest way possible. And I love that for us. Okay. I love that Megan got kind of creative with the way she was killing people too. Obviously, you know, Megan is killing people cause she's like, she's, you know, if, if, if Chucky didn't have a bride, I would set him up. Well, no, I would set him up with Annabelle first. Cause I feel like they wanted the same Megan. I feel like him and Ch- I don't know if Megan and Chucky would get along. Do y'all think Megan and Chucky... I don't know. I don't think Megan and Chucky would necessarily get along. I think that Chucky is a little too immature for Megan. You know, women already mature faster than men anyway. And now we're talking about animatronic objects and dolls and all like that. So, I don't know what kind of key key they go have. But, I, I just... I don't know, Chucky. I don't know if I see it for you. But, if Chucky didn't have a bride... I might, you know, I'll tell him, okay, well, I got this homegirl, you know, she real cool. She be fucking around in people's houses for like centuries. Her name, Annabelle, like she cool. Makeup be a little, you know, the face don't be beat, but, you know, makeup be okay. Like she, she be real heavy on the, you know, the cheek blush, but that's okay. She's still cool. But then if Annabelle didn't want them, then I'd be like, okay, well, I got this homegirl, Megan. Like, she be sharp as shit, okay? Megan got... Let me tell you something about Megan's coat game. Megan be having the baddest coats in the land, okay? Let me tell you something. Sarah Jessica Parker don't stand a goddamn chance on sex in the city. If Megan slides through, they should let Megan take Kim Cattrall's spot, as a matter of fact. Let her be 
the the sexually liberated woman that comes through and shave her head and stuff like that with that boy that's the model and he shave his head too. Let Megan do that. That'll be good because yeah, yeah, let me tell you something. Her, you know, Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker already don't get along like that. I think that Megan and SJP would be beefing too, strictly because Megan and her coats would be all that the girls are talking about. Megan be wearing them coats down, okay? So I, I don't know. Y'all got a little competition though. But I would say, Chucky, this my homegirl, Megan. Nah, she ain't a stallion, but she's still a baddie. You know, she uh, we can work on the, the hair. You know, she look a little like Scarlett Johansson. That's a good thing. Colin Jost love it. Ryan Reynolds loved it at one point, okay? I always forget Ryan Reynolds and Scarlett Johansson like were a whole ass family at one point. I forget that a lot. I forget that a lot, lot. But that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. As none of this shit is neither here nor there. But all that to say, I don't know if I'll hook up with Chucky, but anyway, Megan, it, it's a great movie. I think that if you go into it with your expectations set to how they should be, and not get swept up in, oh my God, this is the best piece of shit in the world, then you'd love it. I think it's great for like a girl's night out. I think y'all would love it. I think it's good for, you know, the gays want to get together and go enjoy a movie. Great for y'all. I even, But it was like families in here. And I, we, you know what? We were going to take our little cousin. My little cousin is five years old. Y'all know the one I talk about her on the podcast all the time. We were going to take her, but she, listen, she had plans, okay? She told us about her whole day. She said, I got to get up extremely early and go get my hair done. I said, okay, well, then you can't come, okay? We just, we'll see you next time, damn it. Don't, you, don't threaten me with a good time. So she was busy. We couldn't take her, but there were kids in the movies, dads, uh, the moms, girl, you know, girl gangs, all that stuff. So it's a good time for a lot of people to have. Cast, I felt like was fantastic. Great cast. Um, there were a lot of, you know, the main character I feel was super relatable because one, she didn't ask to take care of this girl. <laughs> First of all, cause y'all know from the trailer, the girl loses her parents. So that's where the grief and stuff is centered around. She didn't really ask for this life. Her sister said like, you know, okay, you need to take care of her if I ever die. And then she died. So she had to take care of her. That's just... That's what it is. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's, ah, that's, you know, we can't, we can't help that. So she took care of her. The, uh, the husband's parents were offering to take care of her. She's like, no, I'm going to keep her. And so she's this person that's like fighting to like push through the corporate world, which I know a lot of us can relate to. We've put like love life on a back burner. We just like strictly work, work, work. Some of us are not by choice. I'm not going to read myself, but you know, we still, you know, work, 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 and that's not okay, but it is what it is and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I, she's super relatable. The kid actress is great. Her coworkers are fantastic. The thing I really like is I like how, you know, we, I like when my horror movies get a little unpredictable with the way that they try to kill people. <laughs> like, had you told me that some uh, she was going to sashay away in RuPaul's voice down the hallway to kill this man? At the, like, it would have, well, I would have believed you because this trailer was ridiculous from the start. So I never expected anything serious from this movie. But it, I, I loved it, okay? I need y'all to go and see that. So I'm not going to talk about it too much because even though I talked about it for like 15 minutes now, but I'm not going to talk about it too much. 
I want y'all to go and see it. And then when he, when it makes it to a streamer, we'll talk about it more like on social media. You know, I get on the Instagram, we'll act like goddamn fool in the stories and we'll have a good time, okay? But you know what? We really need to talk about my favorite thing of the week, which was the premiere episode of The Last of Us. Now look, I've never played the game before. I know, shame on me, but so many people are obsessed with this game. They Some call it the best game of all time, some of the best storytelling in games. And if the games are anything like the episode, which I keep seeing that they are, that they do a, a great job of staying true to the story, I I might need to buy me a PS3, PS4, PS5. I don't know what number they up to, child. I, Listen, them people stole my Xbox a couple years ago. I ain't got a damn game since. I, that shit shook me up so bad. I said, you know what? I'm not doing this shit. I'm not about to pay $600 for a damn gaming system just for you. You know what? Yeah, I, did. I almost got canceled. Let me stop. Um, Let me tell you something. The reason I was going to watch anyway. So there are two reasons, really. One, it was on HBO. And you know, HBO blockbuster shows, like they're big shows, are always good to me. Like, I love everything. Like, think about this past year. Like, I love Euphoria. You know, I I do not play by Euphoria every single... One of the best active shows on TV. I just love Euphoria. Uh, House of the Dragon, absolutely loved. Uh, what was that before that? Uh, White Lotus, loved that. Like, everything HBO... Like, as long as it comes on Sunday, I'm going to watch it. Because they just... I don't know. HBO, you... You get me. I watch a couple things like the other nights of the week too. Like when John Bernthal and uh, Hunter B50, oh, what's her name? One Me Masaku. When they had that show, uh, oh, what's the name? It was so good. It was from the people that did The Wire. Uh, great show. I'll, child, I'll put it on Instagram. I forgot the damn name of the show. That was so good. But that's one of the reasons. It was HBO. The other reason was because I love me some Pedro Pascal. Now look, if you follow me on social media, if you follow me on the Instagrams, then you already know this. Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal can do no wrong with my eyes, okay? And this show just further proves it. The show, if you're unfamiliar with the game, so it's it's kind of zombie apocalypse, kind of uh, new world, you know, the, the government, the revolution, one of them kind of shows, but... The way they open a show up really kind of gets you so invested in every single character, especially Sarah, who is his daughter. Oh, you just got to watch the story because boy, oh boy, let me tell you something. When I tell you heartstrings are tugged at this entire episode, it's just good. You just see a father and daughter that love each other and it's just beautiful. They got the uncle there. Uncle love the family too. The daughter cooks and makes sure that everyone's okay because the dad's got to work. He doesn't want to share the money with the other guys that the uncle tries to bring on and all this kind of stuff. But look, the way the episode opens, because that's like our big, we need that piece of the story, which is kind of like after the intro. I, not the prelogue, but kind, kind of the prelogue of the episode. You really need that part of the episode because it really kind of sets up where we're going through the rest of the series. But the beginning, beginning of it, they're talking about like the possibility of a disease or really a pandemic. You know, we we've been through one, but they're talking about one much worse, like one that can, you know, 
turn people, can wipe out civilizations and all this kind of stuff. And that's basically what they're going through. It's a kind of, I don't want to say zombie apocalypse, but it's a, a, a different kind of apocalypse. They, you know, if you listen in the background, you can hear them like, it's very reminiscent of COVID. That's the thing. So you remember when COVID, we were seeing, like we were sitting up here going to work every day, watching uh, our, you know, our TV and stuff. And we just kind of hear in the background, oh, something's happening in China. You know, there's there's some kind of disease, but we don't know much about it. So we're not going to talk about it, yada, yada, yada. Then a couple weeks later, it gets more. It's like, uh, more people got this, but it ain't over here yet. So I guess it's okay. And then it's, well, it's over here now. So you bitches better panic. And then, child, go home. Don't come to work. It's here. It's in our county. And then the world shut down, child. We didn't know what to do. So it's very reminiscent of that. You can see that, like, the news people and the government, the military, everyone is kind of planning for something that's happening. And once we get to that event, it's, oh, I think it's some of the best storytelling that really we've seen on TV. The fact that like we get these different, uh, we get these different camera angles on this show where there's parts when they're driving in a truck and it's very like POV point of view style. And I, it puts you right in the middle of all the chaos that's going on. Oh my God, it's it's so good. I need y'all to watch this show. Like, if you don't watch Megan, fine. This show, the first episode is an hour and 20 minutes. But, you know, some of that includes, like, the, you know, oh, how we made the episode, or this octo was cast, and, you know, that kind of stuff. But you need to watch it. Just set aside an hour and 15 minutes of your time. Sit down. Watch this with if, if if you've got a husband or wife, significant other, sit down, watch it together. Especially if you've played the game. If you played the game, I know you watched it on Sunday night, so I don't even really need to talk to you. But if you have played the game, then I want to hear from you. I want to know like how close this is to your experience, like playing the game. Is it very on? Because I, I from what I see, people are saying like they stayed as true to it, but the changes that were made were great changes. Like there were, there was stuff that should have happened and I'm cool with that. So, but you know me, I'm not a comic purist either, but y'all know that about me. I'm not one of those people like, you know, let's, if we take comic book movies, for instance, I'm okay with them making whatever creative changes they need to. Like, I don't need the person necessarily to look like they do in comics. I don't need the power set to stay the exact same, especially if it is, you know, beneficial for the greater story that you're telling. I'm not a purist. I don't need like, like right now I'm reading secret invasion. So like I'm reading the entire event. So, you know, like Marvel, you know, they put out the comics. So like secret invasion is like a six comic thing. But if you read the complete event, you know, comics are like, it's like the Marvel cinematic universe. Like you have so many different things that tie into it. So even though you could just read those six comics and know what the hell is going on, you might need to read like, okay, so those are the, the secret invasion comics, but you might need to read like New Avengers number five. You might need to go over here and read uh, West Coast Avengers number three. You might need to read Captain Britain number nine. You know, you might need to need some Hercules, Hercules. You might need to read his comic and stuff because Hercules does intervene. So you might need to read the Eternals, their comic. Like it all, you know, it, it, it all kind of, 
coalesces together. And that's the fun way to read them because you like the, you know, all the comics are written in different styles, different artwork and stuff. So you really kind of put them together and you tell like a much more complete picture. And so I say all that to say, I don't need stuff to be perfectly representative of the source material. So people, but if you're one of those people, like if you're like, okay, I've read the book that this is based on and it's nothing like the book. They got the characters wrong. Like then I don't know if this show is for you, but I think it is because one, y'all asses ain't played the game. Don't lie to me. But two, (laughs) but two, I think that regardless if this is your genre, whatever the case is, it's just amazing storytelling. Like it gets you hooked with characters. You're invested to see how they're going to progress. There are three time jumps in this episode, but we're not going to really jump anymore because now we're where we need to be. But we do like a kind of a, you know, the, the the preamble or whatever is years and years ago, kind of foreshadowing. Then we get 2003 where the chaos happens. And now we're like during present time, sort of 20 years later, you know, they doing what the hell they need to do. And it's just... It's all good shit. I need y'all to watch it. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I've seen the premiere episode now. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. It came out on Sunday. I've now seen it, well, three times by the time you hear this, okay? Because I am obsessed with it. I love it so much. Plus, I'm going to meet Pedro Pascal one day. I've told y'all that. It's no secret. I'm going to meet him. We're going to hug. Uh, my, You know, my good friend, Christina Ariel. She told me, she said, it smells amazing. You know, she, look, I'm going to have her on a podcast one day. She told me, you know, she hosts all, y'all know her. She hosts all the the Star Wars stuff. And, you know, she's gotten to meet him in person. She said, he smells amazing. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to meet him one day. And I'm going to talk to him about, if you don't know, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. So y'all watch the Mandalorian, right? Because I've talked about it on the podcast before. But I feel like it's a big enough show to where all y'all watch it. Because we're always talking about it. You know, it's water cooler. Y'all watch it. Y'all watch the damn Mandalorian. So y'all know who I'm talking about. The thing is, he doesn't really show his face on there. So y'all probably wouldn't put the face with the name. But he's done a ton of other things. Y'all just, you know, y'all be pretending like y'all don't know people. Y'all know who the hell the Mandalorian is. Baby Yoda. Y'all know them people. Listen, I need y'all to watch this show because I looked online. Let me see the current results because all of y'all were really... You know, y'all are lot of me in a minute. So let me go through here and see what y'all told me. Because I asked y'all, I said, hey, if I, you know, I asked, first I asked y'all, are you going to watch it? Majority of you said, yes, you plan to watch it. Then I was like, should I cover on the podcast? Majority of you said, yes, you should cover on the podcast. Then today we found out that the premiere was, this will get you to watch. The premiere was the second biggest premiere in over a decade for HBO. Obviously, the first was House of Dragon because that was, whoo, that was like 10 million people watched that live, I think. So, stupid, crazy numbers. But I told y'all and a stupid number of y'all, like a big number of y'all said, yes, you should talk about it on the podcast. No, you said, yes, you should watch. And then a lot of y'all said, yes, you should talk about it on the podcast. So, I want to talk about it on the podcast, but I got to make sure y'all are watching. Plus, child, I got to find some other people that, uh, 
that can talk with me about it because I don't know shit about the games. You know, the, the Marvel episodes, I can talk to y'all about this. I can talk to y'all about that because I read the comics and that kind of stuff so I can relate it all to the show. But even still, I can just talk about the actual episodes because they're fantastic episodes. We can be surprised together because I don't know anything about the games. We can go on this journey. I need y'all to watch. It's called The Last of Us featuring Pe- uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey who y'all also know from Game of Thrones. She was Lyanna, uh, oh, y'all know her. She was that young queen on one of the islands, all dressed in all black. She gave her support to Jon Snow, and she was the reason she called all the men out. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Goated, okay? Goated. Well, she's here. She's back, okay? And she's here to, you know, fuck it up, and I'm here to let her, Okay. I need y'all to watch both of those things when you can. I'm obsessed. I'll be coming back to y'all with another great episode this week. Kind of a continuation of my Monday's episode, which y'all have been saying amazing things about. But I've kind of got some more Love and Marriage Huntsville insight for y'all. So I need y'all to, you know, buckle down and listen to that, okay? I'm going to get out of here. My throat hurts. I've been talking for way too much nonstop because I love both of these projects. I want to watch The Last of Us again. I got something else I need to watch. So, but I'll see y'all later. Bye. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.